Well, as the motor racing season starts to wind down, not quite finished yet, but uh, not far off, it's been a time to reflect on the first full season post the COVID challenges and, of course, start to look ahead. Plenty of that going on at the BARC. And I'm delighted joining me on the line is Operations Director Pat Blakeney. Pat, um, good to catch up with you. Um, I was going to say, in in your downtime, but (laughs) you don't have any downtime behind the scenes, do you? No, we don't. We're, we're obviously very limited here on the number of race days that we're allowed. So we only get 12 race days a year and just four days testing, which people don't seem to realise. And uh, to add to the complication, those test days have to be during the school holiday period. Um, so whilst it, it looks on the outside as being a, a very easy job, uh, we don't stop. No, <laughs> it, it, it is uh, full on. So, uh, we're, yeah, we're busy all year round. It's been um, a great season for many reasons, Pat, hasn't it? Not least of all because it's the first, I, I guess, the first proper full season post the challenges of COVID where we've had great racing and, and big crowds back again as well, which has been good to see, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's just lovely to see spectators back on the bank and obviously the COVID restrictions being lifted. Although we're, we're still being sensible about it obviously covid hasn't gone away so we're still advising people to uh, sort of socially distance as much as possible but it is just lovely to see the crowds back and uh, yeah the racing during covid was still great uh if you watch the likes of btcc on the television and everything it was it was fantastic still to watch but actually at the venue it just felt really flat without the crowd here Mm. so it's lovely to have them back yeah absolutely so getting back it for want of a better way of putting it uh, pat getting back into it full time with all the the um the crowds coming back in what have been the the challenges for this year is anything um sort of with people coming back in in large numbers caught you by surprise you're pretty well organized down at thruxton though aren't you um, I'd like to think so, yes. Um, yeah, there's obviously a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to, to ensure that we do try and have that uh, uh, that vision that we are uh, very organised. But, uh, yeah, so there is a, a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. I think COVID, actually, I wouldn't say it did us a favour, but it's, it's made us look at different things in a different light. And obviously the restrictions that were in during COVID, some of them we've carried on uh, or some of the processes we've carried on because they actually work. And uh, things like online signing on and bits and pieces like that, I think are, uh, yeah, we're not going to go back to bits of paper, that's for sure. Mm. Um, but from a public perspective, we've changed with uh, when we opened up after COVID, uh, we changed the way that we do our public campsite and things like that. And we'll continue with that uh, because it actually worked really well and we'll continue with that. So mm. rather than having people sort of just parking up wherever they wanted, we now have allocated spaces for them and everything in the campsite. So bits and pieces like that have actually made, yeah, COVID has actually forced us into doing different things, which are some of them are really good. How, inter- how interesting, isn't it, that there's a silver lining out of the, the cloud that was uh, COVID and a pre- improved efficiency for you and your team, but also for the experience of the visitors. Absolutely. And we try and appease everybody. So it's obviously uh, we try to look after the competitors, but also the public as well. And the public are the people that, that add the excitement and the atmosphere to the race meetings. Mm-hmm.
Now, I've mentioned at the, at, the, um, at the top of our chat that you are the operations director. What exactly does that mean? Is it everything? Do you, do you oversee everything? Uh, pretty much. So <laughs> everything on an operational side at, at Thruxton for the whole site, not just the circuit, but we've obviously got our, our outdoor go-kart track. Um, so that sort of falls under my uh, remit as well. Uh, although, um, yeah, we have somebody that runs it day to day, but that sort of sits on my budget, if you like. Mm. Um, so, yeah, ev everything to do with the venue, really, sort of <laughs> from from uh, unblocking a toilet right the way through to running a race meeting. <laughs> oh, the glamorous bits. How much, yeah, of the <laughs> how much of the racing do you actually get to watch? Um, not a huge amount. <laughs> uh, so the likes of touring cars, for instance, it, it is hard work. It's a, a, yeah, a lot of running around, and you're dealing with with touring cars specifically, you're dealing with all the aspects that are going on on track with recoveries and bits and pieces like that, but also the, the venue management as well. So the public, the road traffic plans, uh, road closures, car parking, um, obviously internet connectivity, ticket sales. It's yeah, pretty much a bit of everything, really. Do you know, it's interesting, throughout this um, this season, I've been talking to a lot of younger people who've been coming to the race meetings, and some of them, and quite a lot of them, in fact, would like a career in motorsport, and, and they know they're not going to be a driver or, or maybe an engineer, and they've been looking at, at other areas. I wonder how many of them would like to be operations director, now you've mentioned all of those jobs. <laughs> um, it, don't give me the, there are bits of my job that I, yeah, I would rather not do. Um, but the, the vast majority of it, I, yeah, it's my dream job, really. I've, I'm, yeah, I've got racing through and through. I've still got my own race car. I've still got a Formula Ford that I get out in occasionally. Um, and, yeah, and to do a job that is also your hobby is, yeah, ideal. Um, absolutely. They, they do say, Pat, don't they, if you find a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, sometimes it, yeah, sometimes it <laughs> does feel like a proper job, but other days it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> right, proper job. Uh, let's look at what you... I mean, we've, we've looked at what, what's gone on this season and, and how that's been really successful for the BARC and particularly, uh, obviously, down at Thruxton. The planning for next year starts months ago, doesn't it? Because, because you have a, a, a very uh, sort of forward-looking vision. But what is going to be going on during the close season? Uh, during the close season, we've got some private track hires. Uh, we've got a lot of maintenance work to do. Um, we've the circuit. Uh, we've during lockdown, we it helped us enormously in the fact that we reprofiled all the runoff area at Church Corner. Mm. Um, so it, it allowed us to do all of that work. I think I can't remember the exact figure, but there were hundreds of thousands of, of uh, tons of soil went in there and it's created a fantastic runoff then now it's much much safer for everybody involved uh, but it has now given us um, some issues where people are exceeding track limits and <laughs> things like that so uh, we've got a fair bit of work to do over the winter period to try and ensure that the the runoffs are robust enough where if we do get people running off it's not digging mm. big gouges out of the grass verges mm. and things like that so it's a, it's a very difficult one because you tend to, the more and more tarmac you put behind curbs uh, the more it gets used and you just end up 
chasing yourself right the way across the grass. You, we'll, we'll end up probably with something that looks a bit like Cops Corner at Silverstone, where we've got two miles of tarmac runoff, and then it's impossible to uh, keep people on the circuit. These racing drivers, you give them an inch and they take six feet, don't they? <laughs> yes, absolutely, yeah. But, yeah. It, but that's great, though, isn't it? I, mean, I, remember, I remember talking to the drivers um, at the first time around after that re, sort of remodelling of the runoff area at, uh, at church, and everybody was, was sussing it out and just finding out where they could get that extra, you know, a couple of miles an hour or an extra little half a foot of space or whatever it is to, to increase their lap time. It was fascinating to talk to the drivers on that, uh, particularly about such a famous corner. Yeah, absolutely. But as I say, the the big runoff area now has given everybody a bravery pill. Uh, they, they, yeah, they always used to treat it with a huge amount of respect going through church because you really didn't want to run off there. Uh, but now we've got this uh, big uh, bank there. It's just everybody's very brave through there now and they sort of go beyond the limit and then work back from it, I think, rather than the other way around, which is what was always always the case. You um, mentioned the um, the maintenance at, uh, at the circuit. Uh, obviously, there's all of the, the buildings as well as the track and uh, and the land that goes with it. How big is the, the team that works with you, uh, Pat, and that will be looking after that during the close season? Uh, it's actually, uh, considering the size of the site and what we do here, the team is minute. I've got full, two full-time staff that look after everything uh, and myself, so my job's very much hands-on as well. Gosh, I thought you were going to say tens of people. Goodness me. No, no, <laughs> just just two. And, uh, but those two are, you know, you, you couldn't wish for two better people. They're, uh, they're very, very good and just so dedicated to the job. And, uh, yeah, they, you never need to ask them to do anything. They'll always volunteer. If looking at the the overall site and the circuit and all the buildings, you've got the fantastic sort of race centre and everything, the, uh, the Thruxton Centre there, haven't you now, which is just a, a stunning building with some great views. If you if you could could do anything, Pat, at uh, Thruxton, what what would you like to do? What would you like to put in place? Um, I think from the uh, competitor side, I'd, I'd desperately like to either rebuild or refresh or uh, reconfigure the paddock toilets, new showers, that sort of thing. Um, with regards to spectator areas, we we opened up an extra bit of spectator uh, banking for this season, uh, which now gives you a lovely view over of, uh, the back of the circuit out to Noble. Uh, I'd like to extend that a bit further so it takes you out to, to the, again, the banking at Goodwood Corner because uh, the views from up there are just absolutely incredible. You're looking down on cars doing 100 miles an hour plus uh, from a, a nice elevated position. And it's been really well received. The extra bit that we opened up over last winter uh, has been really well received, and especially for touring cars and the superbikes there. Uh, the view there was just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I was chatting to um, Chief Exec Ben Taylor uh, at uh, the BTCC meeting, and we were saying looking forward, you know, people coming out of um, the pandemic, but we're going through some interesting economic challenges uh, at the moment uh, as well. And uh, the desire, the appetite for motorsport and to get close to it from the fans' perspective is probably as strong, if not stronger, than it's ever been. And and the challenge for, for you and the team at, uh, at Thruxton and at BA is to, as you've said, almost exceed those expectations every time somebody comes to the circuit, isn't it? That's, that's a big challenge. 
It, it is a big challenge. Uh, we're obviously restricted on what we can do here because we don't own the site. So we're only a tenant at Thruxton. Um, so it's it's not like other venues where the main gate and uh, everything inside the main gate is yours. We rely heavily on support from our landlord for additional areas that we need for the big race meetings. So for additional paddock space where we use part of the airfield. So when the race meetings are on, the airfield has to close. Uh, but we've got, obviously, there are other tenants on the site as well. So we still need to look after them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's yeah it it has its challenges here mm, um, yeah. but uh, yeah but hopefully we all work in a sort of harmonious way uh, between us and the other tenants but mm. it it obviously does disrupt their business when we have the large race meetings on yeah. it's, it's not just the, the weekend it's all the setup prior to the race meetings that break down after them yeah. and obviously the the traffic management side of things as well would there ever be a time Pat, when the garages and the pit lane might be redeveloped? <laughs> That's the classic question that comes up time and time. Is it a listed bit? Am I right thinking it might be a listed building or something? Um, or historic? We have, or we, no, no, we have, we have the plaque on the uh, end of the garages, which is an English heritage plaque. Um, but I hate, hate to admit it because it's going to spoil it for everybody. But uh, that's that's actually fake. <laughs> um, it was a it was a, a certain Mr. Alan Gow thought it would be really funny one day to have that uh, produced, and he came and, and uh, sort of pinned it on the garage wall with a bent or rusty nail. <laughs> Um, as a Mickey take, really, and as a, a bit of a practical joke. Um, and we thought it was so good that we put it up there permanently. And we've actually replaced it once already, so uh, where the old one faded and fell apart. Uh, but everybody now thinks that it's listed and we can't do anything with the garages, which, uh, yeah, I hate to admit, uh, we could do something with the garages. Uh, the problem we've got here is a, a, a lack of space. I would dearly love to rebuild the garages, have a new race control building. But to justify that for just 12 race days a year is very difficult. And we're, we're, a, we're a small business. Every penny that we, we earn, any, any penny of profit, we try to invest back into the, the venue. And everything that we spend, we, it either needs to enhance the venue or we need to get a return on that. And the key thing for us at the moment is obviously coming out of COVID is that every penny that we invest, we need to hopefully get a return on that. Um, The garages, sadly, they, we could spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on the garages and it's not going to earn us any extra money. Um, I appreciate they're outdated. They're incredibly small and they're not what I would like here, but, um, yeah, I can't see us doing them for a little while. What a brilliant explanation, Pat, and putting everything uh, on the on the compromise side, which is what businesses have to do. Uh, that puts all that into perspective, So, um, and, and a lot of people may not have appreciated that, so um, so thank you for that. Um, over the, looking over the horizon, Pat, we look, we've talked about um, what's going on in the closed season, looking forward to more fantastic racing next year. What's in your crystal ball? What's on the sort of five-year horizon? Where where will perhaps Thruxton be in five years' time? Um, I hope we continue to enhance and improve the venue over those five years. I'd like to think that sort of we can at least break even over those five years and uh, 
keep keep investing in in the venue. Uh, I think in the not too distant future, we're probably looking at uh, a full resurface or at least a partial resurface of the track. It hasn't been done for a, a number of years. Obviously, only having those 12 days racing a year um, means that the surface lasts better than some other circuits that have a lot of racing on them. Uh, but we will have to look at resurfacing in the not-too-distant future as say whether that is a, a full resurface in one hit or whether we just do it sort of in thirds or something like that over, over the next few years. Mm. But that's probably going to be our biggest investment over the next few years. Absolutely. Um, but but it's, yeah, it's, last time I priced it up, I think it was £1.2 million to, to resurface. <laughs> yes, goodness which, me. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's, it's not a cheap task. No. Let's put that one in a box for a few years ahead. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave yeah, that for we'll, now. We'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep, keep nursing it along and hoping that it lasts. So, yeah, uh, mild, mild winters definitely help with that. Yes, absolutely. So they do. So they do indeed. Pat, it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. I know you're extremely busy uh, down at uh, Thruxton, uh, but it's been great to uh, to hear what this season's been like for you, and of course to get that inside uh, track on uh, on what's coming up for next year as well. Um, so the best of luck for. What you, have you? What have you? You've got planned. Have you got time off? I, I suspect when the the final garage doors go down. I get. Are you going to put your feet up for a little while? Um, no, we don't don't really sort of yeah. We have, obviously, have a bit of holiday to take. Um, we seem to have accrued an awful lot over COVID <laughs> uh, that we carried through. But uh, I think most of the staff in never actually take all of their holiday allocation through the year. So, uh, but yeah, certainly uh, we will will be taking a little bit of time off, and um, Christmas coming up as well will be yeah a nice break and hopefully some form of normality this Christmas. Fantastic, well earned and well deserved, Pat and all. Always a pleasure to catch up with you, so for now, many thanks. That's great. Thank you very much.